It's Monday, November 28th, and Texas Rangers with the boys is back with a brand new show today about third baseman, who the Rangers have got, who the Rangers have got in their system. We don't get into free agents today because we think the Rangers like what they have in their system enough to not have to go into it. We're also going to talk about some free agent rumors that started to heat up today. All that and more next on Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome everybody to Texas Rangers with the boys. We the boys out here. It's your boy Kev YBK, also known as AKA Kevin Frazier. You can find me on Twitter at Kevin Lee Frazier or on Instagram. And joining me, my co-host, the beard that never ends, the man with the plan, the 300 pound manimal, AKA bull, Bull, tell them how you're doing, brother, and where they can find you on socials. I, first of all, am doing fantastic. Another day closer to the baseball season. Another day closer to the Rangers signing somebody. But before we get to any of that, you want to find me on Twitter, at Manimal Bull. If you want to find me on Instagram, at Manimal 300. And remember, Bull Pro on Facebook for... uh, for us people that still do that. <laughs> Just for the record, I'm also on Facebook as Kevin Kevin Frazier. But I'm also – there's also a, an actually famous Kevin Frazier. So, I don't know if you can even find me on there. But, uh, no, man, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about today. Uh, some cool news breaking out uh, on the free agency market. And I'll, I'll, I'll jump off here to let you talk about that in a second. And then also kind of going around the uh, – going around the horn, so to speak. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about third base, which really means we're only going to talk about one person, uh, and that's really Josh Young. Um, so a lot of subjects today to talk about, but a lot of content to jump into. And, and like we love to do, uh, we'll try to rapid fire all that, get in here, get out of here, and uh, let you guys dinner. But before, before we get into that, I have to give a big shout-out to my Dallas Cowboys and my Michigan Wolverines. We're going 2-0 and on a super important weekend for both teams. It was the last time Michigan beat Ohio State. All right, Ohio State all right. It's a baseball show. It's a baseball <laughs> show. Illinois and Buffalo both won this week, too, but no one's, so, no one's saying that. Let's get back to baseball. Well, on that note, why don't you talk to, why don't you talk to us a little bit? Free agent talk with the the hot stove, as you say, and I just say it because you say it. Uh, the hot stove about what's going on with the free agents and and who the Rangers are 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 front runners for. Well, what I saw today, and I don't know how much truth there is to this, is that uh, that maybe they're not willing to pay the price of what Degrom is looking to get, or Verlander is looking to get. But that they probably that they are the front runners right now, or among the front runners for Carlos Rondon and um, uh, Singa from 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 Japan. So they're, uh, uh, that's pretty. That's that would be a really nice piece of the puzzle if they could add those two guys into the rotation. That would that would put them at. Uh, Four really quality starting pitchers on the way to five, I would say. Yeah, um, 
I, I and you know it's funny because we talked a little off air, but we didn't. He didn't drop the bomb on me that they were that they might be out on the Verlanders in the about on Verlander in the Grom because of the price. Um, that's that for me. Like that's really disappointing. Um, just because these are the, the this is you just these. And they have seem like they have come around every year for the last couple of years, but you can't take for granted that these opportunities are just going to keep popping up. And, uh, you know, that's really disappointing to hear that they're not in the, in the conversations for DeGrom, because I really feel like you got to at least take a stab at that, but it is exciting to hear that they are looking at uh, Singa and Rondon, because again, I think pretty close to the same thing out of those two guys uh, that you would get out of, uh, uh, you know, definitely, I'm sorry, but there definitely would be a, a notch below that, but maybe a higher ceiling given the fact that they're younger guys. Well, yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know. You know, I, I think I would prefer if I had my, my choice to have one of those top two guys, but you know, the risk is is a little bit higher on both those guys. Both of them are coming off of, and Verlander's still only a year off of Tommy John. DeGrom has been on and off the injured list pretty much since 2021 started. So I don't know. I mean, it's up in the air for those two guys. And I can see the safety behind thinking, you know, get a couple of really good quality starting pitchers, add them in to be our one and three or one and four even, and and maybe run with Oda Rizzi in the five. But yeah. I think I would still, like we always, we've talked about this forever and ever, that I don't know when enough starting pitching depth is enough starting pitching depth. So you you got to keep adding, right? I don't think I, I would still like him to see him go make a trade for one of the, you know, I mean, if Oda Rizzi isn't in the, in the rotation come first of the year, that's okay. He can pitch out of the bullpen. Glenn Otto can pitch out of the bullpen. And like we said, we're talking about earlier, I mean, not enough people talk about how going out and getting frontline starting rotation help makes your bullpen stronger because these kids that were, ready to be in your rotation and you've tried them out the last several years in your rotation, they're going to move to that bullpen and become better, or they can turn into something that becomes better for your ball club in, in a trade piece or something like that. But I think you gotta, you gotta, you still gotta, just because you have a little bit of depth doesn't mean you have enough depth. And we've always talked about that. I know me and you yeah. have anyways. Well, yeah. Cause injuries are going to happen. I don't care what sports you like, what baseball or in, in baseball, what team is your team. Everybody every year has injuries. It, it happens. And so you just can't really ever be too, I don't think you can ever be too deep if you're really trying to be a playoff team. Well, and I know it's something that we talked about even earlier in the show. You know, we don't, we don't really want, I don't want the first spot start of the year to go to, Cole win in April, you know, I'd like him to be down the road after he'd thrown a little bit and in 
triple a this year and gotten himself kind of back right and uh, or to at least see if he's got himself back right to go on to that and make those starts a little bit later in the year yeah man i i agree and 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 i still i still i understand the risk factor with these top top guys that are a little bit older uh and i do think again like to me it's kind of like not an either or but an and you know like let's get all of these guys, <laughs> let's, let's drop, let's drop yeah. another $400 million this year uh, on, on pitch. You know, like, yeah. I, I know that that's, I don't know. I don't really care how that sounds, but again, like if you're going to drop two infielders, then you better be ready to drop that on pitch is the most expensive thing because that's what wins championships and ball games. That's what all have especially the ones that have big runs, uh, maybe every year or so. It's kind of like, the, you know, any other sport. There, there's an anomalies. There's years where, you know, a hockey team wins without a good goaltender. But of the time, if you're going to win in baseball, you've got to have a good starting pitching. And I like what you said about the bullpen. I like when you have good pitching that kind of pushes some of the kind of, you would say, fringe guys into the bullpen because a lot of times they're still good pitchers right and they find themselves in the bullpen like they tend to actually excel sometimes think about brock burke it's like a lot of these guys will find themselves in the bullpen and end up being some of your and you know they've got the arm to go they can go 100 innings you know like everybody comes up as a star ever and every 16 year old that gets signed for the most part those are those are starting pitchers or 16-year-old international pitchers and 18-year-old. There's not a lot of kids that are in that are relief pitchers. Those kids are getting signed to play some other position or, you know, getting drafted to play another position, not relief pitching, you know. Like that's, that's worst-case scenario for a lot of the relief pitchers in high school. They're just guys that are position players that are, are pitching to get a couple outs for you. It's not like uh, – it's not like they're they're when you come up or when you get drafted or get signed internationally. I mean, you're a starter, so like yeah. you're not. You know, it doesn't just happen. You know, bullpen guys just kind of happen. If it doesn't work out as a starter, but you still got outs in you, I mean, you can end up in a bullpen and hang around for a lot of years. Yeah, I'd look at a guy like uh, Spencer Howard. I, I know they're trying. They're they're they've tried and tried and tried to make him a rotation guy. But I, I just – I can't – I the guy doesn't seem to be able to get more than four innings, you know. And I just can't believe – I just can't imagine if you took that kind of pressure off of him. Um, and, again, I look at Taylor Hearn as another guy. All of a sudden, Taylor Hearn goes in the bullpen, he's throwing 100, not 96. Well, yeah. It's just changing. It's a whole different change for these guys. And some of these guys, I guarantee you, will excel in that role. They yes, uh, some of them, some of them definitely will, and I mean, and some of them just maybe aren't major league baseball players, and that happens too. You know, I mean, like that happens, but I mean, I think there's a lot more major league baseball players in the in those uh, in those guys that were that were in the rotation last year that probably weren't ready yet. I think there's more major league baseball players than guys that aren't major league baseball players of those dudes. Because I mean, I feel like Howard is going. Uh, he can get outs in the big league. Hearn can get outs in the big leagues. 
Um, Glenn Otto can get outs in the big leagues. Um, I think Cole Raggins is probably still a starter. So if there's not a spot coming into the season, he'll probably start the year in AAA instead of uh, with the big league club. But the rest of those guys, I mean, they got to kind of start stay with the big league club or, you know, I mean, they're running out of options and, uh, you know, those things just aren't there anymore. They might, you get, know. The, yeah. they might get the Colby Allard treatment. Yeah, so. well, and, and hopefully not because I think, all those guys that I just talked about were all better than are all better than Colby Allard. So I hope they do get outs in the bullpen, and maybe the the Rangers don't have to spend money on bullpen pitching because they've got you know a lefty, a couple of righties that that are going to get outs for them. Added Leclerc, Hernandez, and yeah. uh, I don't know. You know the the one guy that I'm not sure what's going to happen with just yet is Brett Martin. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with him. He may. You know, he may get another shot to pitch this year, or he may be one of those guys that kind of gets DFA'd whenever they add a couple of starting pitchers. So, not qu- not quite sure just yet on him. Well, and then the other thing, and this may be a subject for our another show for us to talk about bullpen, um, but, you know, I know how you feel about Brock Burke, but it, it, the temptation has got to be there to see what he looks like in the rotation after an amazing year that he had last year out of the bullpen. And again, I know that that's not, you're not a fan of that. I'm on the fence with it. Um, But you got to think that that if we're thinking it, they're thinking it. Um, And then that might be a temptation for them to try to to do as well. So. Well, um, I think they're hoping to do everything in their power to not do that. Right. I think they're trying to make sure that they get enough starting pitchers in here where they've got depth to where Brock Burke is a guy that, maybe this year being another year into the big leagues that you can rely on for a couple of innings 60 times a year or 65 times a year and and expect to get 120 innings from him or 110 to 120 innings just off of pitching an inning to an inning and a couple of thirds, you know, um, here and there. You know, I don't know. I, 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 think he, uh, I think he makes another step this year, though, but I think it's in the bullpen. And I think, you yeah. know, he may be one of those guys that kind of turns into a Josh Hader type because he has that kind of get on top of your fastball and, and, and he's a left-handed guy with some action on on his breaking stuff. No, you're right. And actually, that's who I was thinking about uh, was Hader. Uh, because, again, if you have the opportunity to have a guy like that in your bullpen, you need him. And if you're going to go in a – you're going to make a run in the playoffs, you definitely – uh, love having a guy like that. They can come in and scare the living crap out of the other team when he, they see him coming out of the bullpen. So, um, yeah, definitely. Well, I, I know the subject, but again, anytime we're talking pitch, I feel like it's important. Um, but also, and you know what? Once we started going over the show, we found out there wasn't a whole lot to talk about uh, aside from really Josh Young and the fact that you know he's. He's their top prospect. Uh, he's their starting third base. Whole lot behind him uh, as far as depth in the minors, uh, aside from maybe moving a guy over from maybe shortstop and all that for, for the shortstop day. Um, but right now it's pretty much Josh Young and a couple of other guys that are probably getting looks at other positions uh, at third base. 
Well, I think they want the ideas for Josh Young. I mean, the idea even last year, if he wouldn't have had a little twinge in the weight room that uh, that cost him six or eight months, I, I think he was ex- he was totally expected to be the everyday third baseman last year. And uh, I mean, you could tell by what ended up happening at the third base position last year between watching a bunch of guys flail around over there. And, and then, then we finally got to see some of the young guys in Josh Smith and Ezekiel Duran. And I mean, I feel like if they're either one of those guys are with the team this year, they're probably going to be that, that one of those, one of the 26 guys on the team. I think, I think they're both good enough to play major league baseball and they both play several positions. So, you know, I mean, I don't know if they don't go get a corner outfielder. Both of those guys are probably going to be up for that left field job too. So, you know, that, that'll be the interesting position when we talk about left field because there's, I mean, I guess a hundred guys that yeah. may play yeah. left field for them next right. year. Well, there's definitely four guys, but, uh, you know, back to third base and Josh Young. I mean, well, and, and he really just back to third base, Josh Smith can play some like I feel yeah, confident yeah. anytime he rolls out there in the infield I saw him make a, a few good play like a few plays last year and I'm like that guy's a big leaguer like whether that guy can he can play like he's got some yeah. skills um I mean he's one of those guys that like uh, I mean the moment that he got to the big leagues last year you kind of realize like you know Charlie Culberson's not going to be on the team again next year you know, like they kind of do the same thing, and he's young and really cheap, and you know, I mean, and he can play third base and shortstop and second base and left field and center field. So I mean, he plays yeah. quite a few positions. I don't know. I don't think he has a big enough arm to play right field, but you know, he plays he plays a lot of good premium positions, and he plays them pretty well. So he's one of those guys that I mean. He probably doesn't well, he can, play center field as well as either Bubba Thompson or Leody Tavares. Um, and he probably doesn't play left field as well as either one of those guys either. But he plays shortstop as well as anybody on the team. I mean, you know, he's not going to play shortstop very often. But he can he can play shortstop when Seager gets a day off. He can play second base when Simeon plays short. If Seager takes a day off, he can play third if Young needs a day off. So there's you know, there's spots for Josh Smith on the squad. I mean, I mean he could play like I said he could play pretty much any all the up the middle positions and to the left, you know, I mean he plays he plays pretty much everything over there. Well, and I like I like him on the bases too. Like he's a good He's a good base runner. And, again, like a lot of times late in games, that can come in handy and be a valuable asset as well. And, obviously, we, we know that uh, you know, probably defense is not his strongest suit. I don't think it's like he's quite a liability at, as a defender, but he's definitely probably not at the upper ish, in the upper echelon. But we did see him doing a little work with Adrian Beltre last year. Well, and I mean, that's those are those things that the Rangers kind of have now that that kind of you know I mean guys like Beltre come in and help out the young guys, and I mean they'll be kind of probably back to having Greg Maddox as a special assistant, 
uh, you know, some of those things kind of work out well when they've got the right pieces around and, and they've got good yeah. players. And like we said, you know, I mean, uh, Duran, he, he had moments where he looked good and third base is a new position for him. I mean, I think he's more of a second baseman, but uh, from everything I saw when he was playing center field in round rock, he didn't look lost out there. He didn't look overwhelmed. So he's another one of those guys that I think he can play, you know, those same five positions that Josh Smith plays if he needs to. And I mean, and I think he has the most upside at the plate of any of the guys uh, of, of, of him and Josh Smith for sure. Like, I mean, like he could be a, he could be a 25 home run. Yeah. Or even Bubba Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I think, I mean, I think he's got a lot more potential to be um, a, a bigger plate presence and a kind of a middle of the lineup guy. So that's why I kind of think left field may end up be the spot that he ends up. And it may not be just this year. You know, again, he's still pretty young. This will be his 24 season, so he's not exactly an old man. So if he makes it back up to the big leagues by the end of this year, you know, that would be a good thing too if they go out and get a, you know, a, yeah. a stopgap in left field. Yeah. So, you got to kind of roll, do a, you got to either going to roll through spring. On that position. But uh, yeah, unless uh, so they can go get like Rashida or Hanniger to play yeah. that spot. Other than well, that, they well, they may Josh. wait and plug. Gotcha. Well, let's talk about Josh Young. Josh Young, uh, and, and basically take some time to talk about him uh, here at the end of the at the end of coming. Just take the and talk about him, and really just. I mean, the sky's the limit for him. Up last year, first first at bat, it's a shot. Uh, I talk about getting everybody excited. And we know there's a list of Rangers who hit homers in their first at bat. Any good, but I don't think these of uh, of prospects necessarily as, as Josh Young. I'm, I think uh, Mateo might have been, but you know, Josh Young is kind of the the closest thing we have to like, you know. Um, baseball Jesus uh, that we've seen for the Rangers. And for those of you who don't know who baseball Jesus is, it's the player that everybody on either the team or the league thinks is going to save the team or save the league. For a while, it was Manny Machado. I think now it's probably like Juan Soto or something is like that. It, but Is it Juan Soto? I, or maybe, uh, yeah, I, I think it kind of Christian Yelich for a year. It was Christian Yelich for a year. Man, you know? yeah, that first year with That's, the Brewers. That was yeah. a trash. Like, there's people that still believe that, like, uh, Christian Yelich had a really good year because of a trash can getting hit in the dugout. So, <laughs> we'll see. I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't know that that's the case. He's still slugged pretty well, even since then. Yeah, but but man, Josh Young. I mean, he's got everything. Like, when you go look at his numbers in college, when you look how he's played in the minors, when you watch the eyeball, he definitely passed the eyeball test at the major league level. Uh, the thing I think I like the most about is, you know, he, he looks like he's not overwhelmed. He doesn't look like he's kind of got the deer in headlights look. He kind of looks like, hey, this is my team. He's a ball player. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a ball Seager, player. He's... Go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. When, when he was at Frisco, 
he he would be the last guy pretty much out in the cages every day before the game starts. He'd be the first guy back to the field after being the last guy in the cages. Uh, I mean, he just he worked. He put in a lot of work in, in Frisco to get to. I mean, especially when he only had a half season here, because he was, you know, he had a little injury that year too. So I mean, the two years in a row, he's had like little injuries that not nothing that's that these. You know, I mean, they've both been separate injuries, so it's nothing to say like, oh, that's a lingering or he's injury prone or anything like that. But I mean, ever just everybody you hear talk about him. Anybody that uh, follows Frisco and Round Rock, I mean, they just put him over as just a, the hardest worker in the room and that he loves baseball more than anybody in the room, too. So that's like, uh, I mean, that's a that's a dangerous combination because, you know, that makes me think of guys like Barry Bonds and Griffey and, and uh, you know, Matt Williams and dudes like that, that they love baseball. Rafi Palmero and guys like that, you know that love baseball about? a whole bunch. And you know what I think that? about Bull is it, when I think about a third baseman, like like the the guy that comes to my mind, like that I can't get my head off of is George Brett. Is like you know just a ball player kind of guy, um, a, a true hitter. Like he just kind of had, but George Brett wasn't just a good stats guy, which he was. A, I mean, one of the only guys to win a batting title in three uh, in three different decades almost hit 400, you know, he was a stats guy. He could put the numbers up. He was a leader, man. Like, he, he, was, yeah. he was a guy like, that was his team. And I get that vibe from Josh Young, too, that he doesn't seem like – it's like – he doesn't seem like, oh, well, that's Corey Seager and that's Marcus uh, Simeon. And, you know, like, he doesn't seem like – he seems like to me that he's, this is going to be his team. Like, like well, those guys are a lot of that, with him. I think a lot of that comes with being a first-round draft pick, especially for a team that's bad and you're going to be the first one up because the Rangers have been bad. Even with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, they've still been bad. Yeah. So, I mean, he's going to be that first guy up and that first one that's going to have that opportunity to to make his mark with the Rangers that, you know, first round draft pick picked by the team, ready to play for that team. So I, I think, I think he's ready for that responsibility, and I think that he might be that type of guy that, that, that looks at this as his club, and and has that kind of um, attitude. Because I don't know that you know Corey Seager, he he may not be that guy. Marcus Simeon, yeah. those they're both hard workers, but they may not be that guy. You know, yeah. they, they may not be that, that – they may be that guy that needs that guy because, you know, with the yeah. Dodgers teams that Corey Sib- or Corey Seager were on, I'd say that guy was probably Justin Turner, and Justin Turner isn't exactly the best ball player in the clubhouse. But uh-huh. on those Dodgers teams from 2000 – whatever year they lost to the – well, even losing to the Cardinals and uh, before the Astros – and those teams when Seager was up and first coming up, I I think that like Turner was the leader of that team for some of those years or a lot of those years, and and um, you know Seager's just a really fantastic ball player in the clubhouse who works hard at, at his craft. Right. Well, and you know that Simeon's really not that guy, and I'm, that's not a knock on him at all. Like by all means, I'm not knocking him for it, but he's definitely not that guy either. And honestly, like when you're talking about Seager. 
I mean, he's uh, he's not only behind, not just Turner, but when Mookie Betts came over, Mookie was the guy. And then Clayton Kershaw is really, he's the guy. You know, like there's a couple of other guys I would say on those Dodgers teams that were kind of ahead of him that made it where he out there and play a role and just be great, but not have to necessarily be the clubhouse guy. And, and again, I want to see that, you know, I, I'm, I would love to see a young guy that we know is going to be with the team for the next, you know, six, seven years, whatever, that really takes ownership of the team, becomes a leader and kind of becomes that bulldog, that guy that you're like hoping he's the one that comes up in those pressure at bats, kind of like what we loved when we about Adrian Beltre. Um, you know, just the guy you want when it's crunch time, when your team is like third baseman, right? Like, like the best <laughs> yeah. third basements are those guys. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, there's yep. really like, like we, you know, I'm talking about when I grew up watching Cardinal baseball, that guy, you, Terry Pendleton was a pretty good, one of those guys, you know, yeah. he was, he played a lot of third base there and he was one of those guys that maybe he wasn't the best player on the team, but when you needed a hit, you knew Terry Pendleton was going to get a hit. Right. Yeah, crazy, I mean, yeah. He was yeah. the he was the guy that plugged that brave that entire and I honestly know this because this was my former He was kind of the guy that jump started that whole Atlanta uh dynasty thing because he and kind of the, the spark plug for that first team that went from worst to first that uh you know kind of started the beginning of that that Atlanta Braves uh, run back in the nineties. Well, yeah, and, and he was just a plug-in guy for them, waiting for you know Chipper. Yeah, all in the- it's just one. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I, well, so, and and again, I mean, like we got places that were plugging holes, waiting on people. So you know, maybe yeah. those guys can be come here and be MVPs. Love would love it. But, but back uh, to but back to Young. I mean, and just to finish on Young because. Oh, we're probably getting close to enough time here. But to finish on Young, he's just one of those guys that he looks like a ball player, acts like a ball player. When you see him on the when you see him in the stadium, you know that he's he's one of the star guys on the team. You know, he's always been a star his whole life. You you can just tell looking at him the way he carries himself, the way he acts. So I don't expect that to change at the big league level and hopefully you know, with with any luck, he'll pan right out and become a, you know, a, a, an all star in the middle of this lineup for the next six years and be one of those guys that we keep in town. On, you know, let, pay him for another six or eight. We'll love it, we'll love it, love it if he makes the Rangers Hall of Fame and you know maybe the other Hall of Fame. So, um, so brother, this has been a blast. I felt like we got a lot more out of this show than maybe. a we might have thought we would. I think the more we talk about Josh Young, the more excited we get. The more we talk about pitching, the more we realize the prospects of it. This team could actually really be a contender this year if if they make the right moves. And it's nice to hear their name being thrown around in these conversations. So let's hope we get some good news over the next week. But um, I guess we're going to bring this landing. I just want to thank everybody for listening. Appreciate all of you guys uh, just for the support you've shown up to this point. We're going to keep talking Rangers baseball three to four times a week, keep pumping out the content and uh, just, just share our love of baseball um, with you guys. And really just more than anything with each other, because we love talking baseball. Bull, why don't you go ahead and uh, close us out and uh, get us, get us going and we'll live to fight another day. All right. Well, I just, uh, again, 
this week we're going to probably talk about left field at some point. We'll probably talk about center field at some point. Um, maybe we'll spend one, just one uh, episode talking about shortstop and second base combined and talk about maybe some of the guys at the lower levels or the, or media, you know, A-plus, double-A ball that are in the system at those spots. And then, uh, you know, we'll we'll work right field because, you know, the, those are the spots that are pretty much taken up right now. But uh, until then, we're just going to – we're just going to take it one day by day. If anything exciting happens this week with the Rangers, um, I think next weekend the GM meetings or owners meetings or whatever start. So it, it, it'll start getting exciting. There's nobody up against a wall this year with uh, a deadline of December 1st for a lockout. So um, it'll, it'll be a little bit slower. So I think, uh, just stick with us for all your Rangers news, and we're going to talk about it. Basically, if it happens that day, we're going to talk about it that day. So we'll be right on top of it. All right, guys. Well, hey, y'all, thanks for, thanks for tuning in. This is Texas Rangers with the boys signing out.